It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast. So the NFL is slowly bringing players to camp, testing protocols and whatnot, but now the hard part. Who's going to get the short bag? Mobile Strike Studio saw our webmaster, Chris Broussard, talk to me about his brother's experience inside the NBA bubble, and there's some interesting things to report. All that, plus the skins hire a familiar face to help change the culture. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Are the NFL owners trying to run out the clock on players, much like Major League Baseball did the same on its players? I would say survey says 1,000% chance. Oh, they'll say they're not doing it. They'll say, well, you know. I mean, they had all this time to work out what would have been a reduced slice of the economic pie based on no fans in the stands, which we're getting more and more jurisdictions saying no fans, no fans, no fans, no fans, which I assume they can dial back at some point, but let's put that aside for a second. The NFL knows that the league is filled with Adrian Petersons. Adrian Peterson made news today when the company that loaned him $5 million at the very reasonable rate of 16.7%, said that they were declaring Peterson in default and then asking for seven-point-some million dollars. Guess what? He ain't got it. He ain't got it, buddy, so you ain't getting it, but good luck on that. Peterson's playing this year at age like 63 in the NFL at about a million and a half or something like that. He has made one catastrophic financial decision after another, not the least of which is having lots of kids to lots of different women. That will drain the bank account quick. But Peterson, oh, and Peterson's lawyer is also out because Peterson's not even paying his lawyer. So there you go. So the owners know, (laughs) what are the players in the NFL going to do? Are they going to say, well, we're not playing. We have to take 60%. We're not playing. Oh, no, they're going to play. And so I sense the NFL owners are going to ramrod this through, and I think it's going to be a drama-filled August as they're ready to throw away all the preseason games as a distraction. Oh, you don't want to play preseason? That's fine. That's fine, because guess what? We're going to fuck you real good when it comes to the money. Andrew Brandt writes for, I believe, the MMQB on SI.com. I really like Andrew. 
And he was on our show just a couple of days ago in D.C. But my God, I hate it when he writes stuff that is 1,000% not true. Writes Andrew Brandt, quote, my constant refrain about the NFL's full speed ahead approach to the 2020 offseason and season. I'm sorry, time out right there. It has not been full speed ahead. It has been tiptoe. It has been sensitive. They canceled the draft in Vegas. They did it virtually. They canceled all of the off-season workouts. They shut facilities. What part of full speed ahead is that? Anyway, he says, the NFL's full speed ahead approach, despite the contagion sweeping the nation, drama, drama words, has been this, quote, they were lucky having had the gift of time and ability to watch other leagues test drives. And as we all thought at the time, the virus was sure to be much less virulent and transmissible by late summer. Wrong! It may not be any more transmissible. I don't know what numbers Andrew Brandt is looking at. A small ramp up of cases, a mild uptick, which may be fueled by 30% false positives that may also be including tests where people wait in line, they leave after a couple of hours, somebody in front of them tests positive that stayed in line, and because they knew that person was next in line, they gave them a positive and then called them saying, well, you've tested positive. We've got to come contact trace your whole family and everyone else. That is apparently happening. I resisted talking about this at first because it sound too it sounded too urban legendy for my liking, but whatever. So is the virus more transmissible or the same transmissible now than it was in April? I think the answer is it's no worse. It's been spreading even back in April. We just didn't know it. We didn't have the testing. And as far as the less virulent, it is Andrew Brandt less virulent. Look at the death rates and look at how they are plummeting. Read about all the, I'm not yelling, am I? Read about all the interventions we now have to help improve success for anyone who has to walk into the ER with the virus. Oh God, I wanted, I almost tweeted at him. I almost tweeted, I I almost took a picture of that saying, this is 100% wrong. Be better, you're smarter than this. He caps it off so much for that. Things are not better. They are worse. Far worse. Oh, God. Andrew Brandt is on Team Virus. Oh, God. He's he's so nice and smart, and he's a former Packer front office guy. Jesus. They're not worse. And it's not far worse either. What is he talking about? He goes on to talk about how, well, the easy part has already been done, the testing. The hard part is going to come. Hey, I don't deny that they could have trouble with virus outbreaks in a close contact sport with sweat and breath and 60-plus men together. I don't deny that. But God damn it, get the fucking facts right. Things are not better. They are worse. Far worse. Not true. 
But it does come down to who's going to get the short bag. Of course, the owner is going to tell the players, well, you know, we're going to lose money this year. Or not lose money, but we're going to not make as much money. So, yeah, you're going to have to be short. Reminds me of the great scene in The Sopranos, Paulie Walnuts and Christopher, when Christopher's envelope is light due to some college football losses. That's almost all of it. Warren probably told you about Oregon, USC. This is unacceptable. It's $4,000 there, Paulie. I'll have the other two in a couple of days. I thought I made myself clear. In college ball. <laughs> but I learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. I'm not running a school here, kid. Paulie, this is me. You know I'm good for it. Don't f***ing drag in our friendship. This isn't about that. You work for me. Yeah, and I want to. It's Just shut your mouth and listen. I'm going to give you a couple extra days. But it's going to cost you another two G's as a reminder not to f*** it up. I make myself clear? And don't give me the Maloika. I'm not the one with the short bag. <laughs> the Maloika. The stink eye. Look it up. It's an old uh, Italian expression. The owners are Polly Walnuts. The players are Christopher. Watch. Meanwhile, the Redskins have hired Julie Donaldson, formerly of NBC Sports Washington, to be their executive VP of media and to oversee the radio broadcast. She's essentially going to be the new Larry Michael. It's a great hire for the team, and it's also convenient. The two don't cancel each other out. To have a woman, have an attractive woman, have a woman who has talked in the past about uh, domestic violence in her history, and for her to be in that position, she's going to be great. Now, I think Julie Do- Donaldson is fucking alpha. I think she is focused. I think she's good. I think she's going to be great in this role. I think she'll be way better than Larry Michael. Hell, she'll she'll be more pleasant to look at than Larry Michael, who looked like an aging mobster himself on those Redskin Nation broadcasts. Julie will host and get guests in and do interviews. She knows plenty about football and I think she will do a great job with a team of people at Redskin Park. They're, they're media people. They're social media. They're, they're some talented people there and some young kids who want to do great stuff. So I think that's going to be a good thing. Now, is it very convenient? Of course it is. I mean, knock on wood, how lucky was it to have that person right there ready to step in? And she said yes, which she had told her own Doc Walker. At first, she thought, nah, I don't want any part of that. But opportunity is what it is. Money is what it is. And I'm sure she got a good deal. And look, she gets out of traditional media, which is very chaotic. She's working on, I'm sure, a contract with NBC Sports Washington that pays her X amount. And who knows what they might be saying in terms of, well, we can't afford you now. Or a new program director comes in. This is a NFL team where if she gets off to a good start, which I think she will, and does a good job, I mean, that's a ride-it-until-you-want-to-retire kind of job. So good for her and good for the team. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the stuff that she produces. All right, I took the Zabecast Mobile Strike Studio out to Ashburn to go get a Chipotle bowl of rice. I'm sorry, bowl of chicken cheese and brown rice. My man Chris Broussard, who has been helping me out with going gluten-free, uh, four days now, by the way, I'm not really diagnosed as gluten sensitive. I just know that with my Lyme disease, the only time that I really beat it down into a pretty low spot was when I went gluten-free for about 
three months in the spring of 2014. Now, one doctor said, nah, you don't have Lyme. You have RA, and it's just the natural cycle of things. All that was was the cycle of the disease. I'm like, well, it sure did fucking correspond pretty tightly. Um, but I did it for about three months and I started backsliding. And then the next year and a half, it, it, you know, my hands and my condition was kind of back to what it was. And then 2016 was a shit show. And that's when I switched to Enbrel and the RA medications, which I'm still on and I may still have to be on, but okay, enough of my medical stuff. So I got a, a, just a plain, you know, chicken cheese and brown rice. Um, not bad, not terrible to eat, but, uh, anyway, Talk to Chris about some of the podcast things and the state of digital media, the NBA bubble, the perils of blogging, and why it's a big deal that the cup will be raised in Canada this fall. All right, back in the Mobile Strike studio two days in a row, we've got the man behind the curtain, Chris Broussard of Enlutions.com, your one-stop shop for all things Marketing, podcasting, what else do you do over there at Enlutions? Digital Everything. marketing. Digital marketing. Yeah. You're a ninja of many crafts. Yeah. And thank God for that because I would say on average every day I send you two or three emails from listeners, subscribers. They're like, I, I can't get my podcasts. And I just go, I'm so CB. sorry. I'm so sorry, CB. And then it's a lateral to you. And yeah. you are... So patient and so thorough with them. They've, they've, they've uh, dwindled down. I think the main issue right now people are having is sometimes the link between their podcast app and the red circle is broken. It's kind of like um, cookies. You know, when you're logging into a website, it doesn't recognize my login. Sometimes why, just... why should that ever break? <laughs> it's the internet, right? It's the internet. It's, it's not bullshit. It's like keep it active. How hard is it? I, I don't know, but I mean, for most people, it's just literally go to Red Circle, log into your account, click on the app that you're right. linked to, and then just re resync it, and right. then it then it downloads right away. So that's that's at this point, I think the ninety percent of the emails. Yeah. But you I know, think I we're think... pretty good right now. So thank yeah. you for all all your hard work behind the scenes. And by the way. Uh, if you want to subscribe, go to – we should probably have a go-to on the subscribers for Fridays. Is it Red Circle? Oh, the easiest thing is just go to zabe.com slash premium. Okay. And is, then – What and if then you just go to zabe.com? Is there a big thing mm-hmm. that says sign up here? Yeah, right in the navigation on the top. Way to go to your website very often, <laughs> loser. <laughs> By the way, you and I have talked about me getting back into writing blog posts. Yeah. Are you still, are you still interested in me in writing blog posts? You know, it's all almost like wow, blogging is a thing again, hmm. or or is it a thing again? Here's a th- here's the interesting it, it, thing. I think while it is you, it is a thing, but I agree what you were saying last week, which is just why give for people attacks. ammo to right. use it against you because they'll clip it, send it, and then skim it, or look at the headline and go, "This guy's a monster," and it doesn't matter that it's in my own words on my own website. In my own context, people will take out of it what they want. And then it's 3,000 words, and they pull it. They might pull one line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's almost like you have to, almost like I have to create blog posts that are so purposely non-inflammatory, almost like top 10 manager meltdowns, and then include video links. And you're there, like, there's not enough of that. Right? That's right. And then, I'm, then it's just like everything else. <laughs> 
people all the time say, you know, Zabe, I, I really used to enjoy your writing when you write blog posts. You write well, as you would expect from somebody who's a wordsmith. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but in this day and age, it's whatever the laziest people can do that are the easy, most easily offended becomes an attack vector, not a revenue stream. That's the other thing. Right. Yeah, and I think people are just looking for ways to draw something out to attack them. Yeah. Or so, just, oh, yeah, I agree with this guy. I agree with this guy. Yeah. Maybe if I just stick to sports, hashtag. Like, if there really, sports. really stick to sports. Yeah, not tangential sports than I would. Well, what's interesting is that, you know, I'm looking over there. By the way, Wednesday, I'm scheduled to have Jason Whitlock on the podcast. Now with Outkick, who teamed up with Clay Travis, formerly of FS1. Mm-hmm. Jay, you got Jay on there? No, Jay no. is, Jay is oh. going to lose his shit. Oh. Jay is going to come sweeping in on Thursday. FTG. Oh, he's going <laughs> to FTG Whitlock on one side down the other. But, you know, I see what, what you know, uh, Clay Travis is doing, and I'm like, it looks like he's trying to recreate Deadspin, but with true freedom of thought and freedom of expression for things that are politically incorrect with him and Whitlock and some of the other writers. My only question is, is there money in blog posts? Um, I mean, it's taken a beating because, I mean, the money's there based off of the ads, based on the traffic and how strong the click-throughs are. The problem is, is that a lot of the advertising pulled back earlier this year. Yeah. And, you know, in that in that world, too, a lot of them are getting called on the sheets as to whether you – a lot of those ads get served through Google ads. So the advertiser doesn't know where their advertising show up. They're just saying, I want to target this audience. Right. And wherever that shows up, it shows up. And they can go on and, you know, we've I, I've done it in terms of ads that we want running on the site. We'll say, no, we don't want this category. We don't want this category. But the reverse is also true where the big advertisers – they don't always know where their ad's going to show up. They're following a cookie yeah. or they're targeting saying, hey, I want men between 45 and 55. This is the criteria I want. Heavy golfers, I want this, this, and that. They don't know that you're out there just losing your shit on some crazy, oh, God forbid you actually post something on COVID, questioning right. it. Now they're advertising on that page. And, oh, yeah. You know, so Must a lot of those advertisers have pull back a lot of terms yeah. of what they're willing to spend online. Right. Um, and that's the thing. I'm I'm just I set up a GoPro in here. I record video snippets of these uh, conversations in the car, in the van, and I'm hesitant to post them including a highlight because again, it's another bite-sized nugget out of context that can be then flung around virally to get people all ginned up. Like for example, today I could do a snippet where I do my Nicholas impersonation about him beating COVID. <laughs> and those loyal listeners of mine, ours, know that they know the backstory. They know the whole shtick about what if there was Jack Nicholas, the classiest, nicest, greatest legend ever. What if there was a side of him, like a twin, evil twin, in which he had that high-pitched, squeaky Ohio voice, and he was a total asshole. Yeah. That's evil Jack. Yeah. And that was born... 15 years ago with me and Scott Lynn on the show. So anytime there's any Jack news, we slip into Evil Jack as a character. And people are, my people love it. Yeah. But everyone else doesn't. So if I did a thing like, 
Yeah, Jack Nichols admitted that he and Barbara had COVID. I bet it went something like this. Yeah, fuck COVID. I ain't got time for COVID. I'm working on redoing Muirfield. I had a cough. Oh, big day. I got a cough half the days of my life. No big deal. Barbara was fine. I, we, me and Barb don't even sleep in the same beds anymore. You can be laughing. I can be laughing. It's a joke. Snip, cut, put it on it's video. It's parody. It's put like- it up on social media with the intent of, hey, here's a sample of some creative content you might want to watch. Instead, a bunch of people are like, I can't believe this. They take it. They at Jack Nicholas himself, mm-hmm. and he sees it, and he's like, what the Who's fuck? Who's this guy? this guy what the yeah fuck? they missed the 30 seconds before where you're talking about playing Mirrorfield, thing it's the most glorious place in the world or they missed the time i talked about the undying delight i had meeting nicholas and sitting down and helping him through a q a at a sponsor event at creighton farms here in virginia absolute highlight of my life and we couldn't have gotten along any better that's the point though the point is those who convene and listen to this podcast or any podcast and go beyond just the viral nature of a headline or a clip. They're buying into it. They're there and listening because they understand what they're listening for, whether it's me or Joe Rogan or Adam Carolla or anyone. Portnoy. Or Port or Portnoy. I mean, same way. I mean, he came out last week when they started pulling stuff out that. I mean, I loved his response. It's like we're a parody site. Yeah. You could we make fun of everybody. We're equal opportunity. Right. You know, whatever. I mean, it's But so, they still, you know, they, they still, still went the, after him. He said, you know, they're knocking know. at the gates. And, yeah. The uh, problem with Portnoy and Barstool is that they have a lot of good corporate sponsors aligned with them. And they need it because, hello. Yeah, that's now that they're owned by the Penn National. Yeah, right. Penn exactly. National put all that money in there, gambling dollars. But, so I don't know. Will, will we ever do blog posts again? That's a definite maybe. <laughs> will I Definitely ever post, possibly could do it. Yep. Will I ever post clips from inside the Mobile Strike Studio for distribution virally? Possibly. Yeah. How about that? And yeah, I'll and we for a while later. with the blog post we were pulling. Yeah, you know, we can transcribe some of the audio, and we were posting some of those right as, as a as a transcript. But lately, you know, that was that was kind of pre-COVID, so yeah. we have not done that because most of the monologues essentially are not exactly stuff we want out there in print. Well, because uh, God forbid you have an unorthodox opinion about the Rona. It's amazing how you've got to have orthodox views. And the you singular. Huh? The singular view. There's right. only one view that matters. This is the worst thing ever. Fauci is darn near a god who should be listened to. Trump has fucked it all up. It's all his fault. Mm-hmm. None of the governors that sent older people in, back into nursing homes have any blame whatsoever because, oh, my God, they were the first ones to be hit, so what can you do? And Arizona, Georgia, Texas, all Republican states that they need to flip for the election, their governors are entertaining an exercise in human sacrifice. There's your boilerplate opinion. <laughs> so if you go against that, God help you. You're like, you are an apostate. Anyway, let's get on to the Redskins' name, you being a man of marketing and logos and copyrights. <laughs> yep. Have a few trademarks. thoughts about this and trademarks as well. I mean, we've we've chatted back before. I, I I am a huge proponent of just going Washington Football Club, and my and my my double middle finger up to the world would be sell the naming rights to the side of the helmet. Just wow. 
put Amazon right there on the side of the helmet. But to me, that would actually get it. That, that's the marker. I would get a, like a little ounce of respect out of Schneider if he did that. Just screw it. But how about Washington Football Club? And on the helmet was this space for rent. Yeah, rent, not sale. Not yeah. sale. Oh no, you're not going to own it. Rent it because we yeah. may kick you out after a couple yeah. of years. Have somebody else. Yeah. But the, the the thing about like all of the different trademarks, the key everyone's like, oh, that, whoever that guy is, that's filed all the trademarks. Yeah, the trademark squatter. He's a squatter. But the thing is, is I, I was looking up a few of them because you can look. You go onto the U.S. Patent Trademark Office website. You can yeah. look up any trademark, and they're filed. He doesn't own those trademarks yet. And so when you file a trademark, the first thing you have to do is show use or intent or intent. Intent is use. even harder to use. To, to, to prove. Because really? in that case, you have to show that you actually have a legitimate business and a time frame that you could use it. That guy has no ability to show that he's actually going to have an intent. And the trademark for, like, Washington Warriors is actually tied to, like, a youth football program mm, that doesn't exist that he needs to get that trademark onto to show. So he needs to stand up a youth football team quick. Yeah, get it organized to, and then slap it on there and buy some uniforms and then go see, see, I'm doing this right. thing. But even even that then becomes a, you know, so like everyone's like, oh, Snyder dropped the ball in the Washington Wars, and I don't know the backs and forth of it. But again, you always have to show intent to use, right, in order to defend it. So he hasn't actually been granted any of those trademarks. This this squatter claims in multiple interviews he'll give whatever name the Redskins choose for free. <laughs> Oh, he's 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 uh, Robin Hood. He's just out there doing the man's cause. He's keeping all of the bad people away, and that maybe maybe he is. I mean, he could easily become just you know he's the bane of it. existence. But right. no, no one loves Snyder. So I mean, I think everyone in, in, has an ounce of respect. But I mean, I I I had been in that situation in the past, way back when. It wasn't a trademark. It was actually a URL, and this was back in 1999 when. Wow. I was with um, Morgan Stanley, and we, and we were involved in a in an issue, and they're changing the name and looking at a URL, and there was a squatter who came in. And so this is the other aspect about it, is the squatter came in and grabbed the URL before we got it, and we offered him, gosh, I think it was like five or $10,000 for the URL. Yeah. This was in 1999. He came back and said he wanted a million dollars. So we took him. Great negotiator. So Morgan Stanley took him to court. And, you know, the judge, not only did he not get his million dollars, he didn't even get his $10,000. He got our legal bills because it was nice. clearly squatting. Right. And it was, as the judge said, he was not acting in good faith to resolve the conflict. So Sure, right. This a guy million has, dollars is no, no result. That's not reasonable in any way. Right. And so this guy is just literally being an opportunistic squatter. Now, you would say... The Redskins, or the formerly team formerly known as, which I drove by today, the flag is now officially down. It was not down on Friday. Oh boy! Um, but you know the, um, you know if they're offering him a legitimate sum of money, in some aspects, if he had the trademark, that would be the way to go, right? Because it's okay. We'll just pay you twenty grand and twenty five grand, and here's a full pack of swag. And you know, here's do you think they tickets. can get this done in a month and a half? No, 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 no. I mean, there's no. So they're not going to roll out week one with new logo and new name and everything, are they? There's no way. Some people think they can. 
Some people think that they're going down to Best Buy to pick up a USB cable. I mean, you you could. You could. You can. But again, from a trademark, have you been able to do the full search of all the different iterations? Have you been able to do right. the full logo search? Are you going to not get into you? I mean, you cast. You can. You can. But the chances of it getting snarled and going sideways increase the more hasty more hastily you do it, right? The more hastily you do it. And with all the people posting their logos and helmets and, oh, this is my uniform take and all that. And right. do you somehow... I'm have- turning up the AC, by the way. Yeah. The only thing that vexes me about this van, sorry to interrupt, we'll pick it up in just a second, is that to get it cool enough in the summer, you're going to hear the van, the fan blowing. It drives me crazy, but most no people say, it. really? I- As my podcast guru, you're saying nobody hears the fan. I well, the first time you did it, you have to be to super quiet. I did not hear it until you said, "There it is." Here, there it is, and then I couldn't, I, I couldn't not hear it. Well, plus, like when I listen to podcasts or listen to this, I might just start it on my phone, put it on speaker, and put the phone in my pocket as I'm chipping or putting, and that's all I need. Or as I'm walking around the yard or doing whatever. A lot of people are that way. Yeah. If that's the case, you can't hear. It. Okay, please yeah. continue about so, the trademark. So, I mean, there's all those – I mean, he could go out. He's, they're going to get into a situation then of maybe having to pay off more people because they stepped on other toes. Is the trademark office going to be able to fill, you know, push through his application? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I mean, those, those – How about Lady Antebellum with Lady A? <laughs> you know about that story, yeah. right? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't that even guy... know what antebellum meant until that. So those, oh, those... <laughs> bullshit. You're an educated man. You knew. You I am know, from the, the north. Why, the antebellum south, that'd be the pre-Civil War south. Um, yeah, that went sideways quick because they're like, okay, quick. We got to get in front of this. It's, it's social unrest. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? What are we... Antebellum slavery. Uh, Lady A. Perfect. Great. Let's do it. We're done. Lady A. Uh, you know, there's a jazz singer in Seattle by the name of Lady A, and she's black. You you would think that would have been covered right. on the Google search. And they go, well, all right, well, I'm sure we can get that name from her. Let's just go talk to her. Yeah. And I don't know how the conversations went. I don't know if Lady A, the jazz singer, was unreasonable or if Lady Antebellum was a bunch of bullying assholes like, here, we'll, uh, we'll take that name off your hands and we'll give you a couple signed albums and a box of guitar picks. <laughs> <laughs> and Lady A's but did like, they do it in that order? Or did, I don't know. I think they announced it and then turned around and went back and said, oh, there's a Lady A. And, and then you have no... And now they're suing. You have no hand. As, right. No pimp hand. No pimp hand. Yeah. And now they're suing, which is a terrible look. Yeah. Terrible look. So, so you would think so the that Redskins. the Redskins would have all of this queued up, but the problem you have is, okay, you know, because it's all public, they had started filing these trademark applications six months ago. The Internet sleuths would have been all over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as you file it, it, it rolls away. So, I, I, you know. It's kind of like how Disney I, went about procuring the land in, in Orlando area to build the parks. Did you hear that story? Basically – these shell corporations that just would like parcel here, mm-hmm. parcel there, real quiet. That's what um, Penn National Train Station did. There's a great documentary on Amazon Prime about the old Penn Station in New York. Yeah. And that's what they did. They went around. They started buying up by, with cash back in the 30s or whatever, 20s, right. houses all around Midtown Manhattan until they had this massive parcel. And then they just... Strip wow. the whole thing down and build this massive thing, and you didn't have to file. 
Yeah. And then even then you did back then, it wasn't on the internet. Right, so. because if you knew that either Disney World or uh, you know Penn, Penn Station was going to build a train station and you have property oh, that yeah. they want, <laughs> then you can become unreasonable because yeah. you can hold the whole yeah. fucking thing up. But I'm sure I'm sure uh, Rivera is going to figure all this out. He's oh, yeah. got the time. Maybe it, it's, totally on it. Well, don't worry. It could they, be the, re- the Washington Riverboats, HTTR, you know, I mean. It all. Put the stadium on the river. It all stinks of a bad yeah. arena football league team. Even the Wolves, the Red Wolves, it just feels expansion-y. It feels indoor football-y. Like you said, the only way to retain any dignity is go with Washington Football Club, take the logo off, and just go old school, become the new Browns. To me, that is, at mm-hmm. least. But there's so many people that never had that, that are younger than us that have never seen the team good, so mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck about Redskins. No. Redskins have always been a joke and bad in their lifetime, so why not start over with the Red Wolves? I would just prefer, if we're going to go Red Wolves or something like that, get rid of the color scheme. Like if, if Full reboot. Fuck yeah, full reboot. Give me something modern and camo that's military. Or even give me something gray and black or something like that. Just no purple, by the way. No purple, no pink. <laughs> I would Something totally different would be fine with me. Or yeah. even if you brought the Redskins color scheme in line with the rest of the teams in town, which is the red, white, white and blue, I'd be okay with that, which sounds heretical. But to me, the Red Wolves will be an expansion team in my mind and heart. Well, so go it- full expansion. What? Is it not an expansion? Oh, they are. I mean, it's... And on, well, yeah, and they just drafted second, and they might draft first, first. next year as well, <laughs> if things don't go well. <laughs> imagine well, they're for sitting... you, that would be fantastic, because you'd imagine... have nonstop, you know, DJ. No, no, see, that's the thing. You and everyone else <laughs> thinks it's fantastic to preside over a shit show. I mean, uh, my guy Josh in Milwaukee said, he goes off the air, he's like, so how has it been with your show in D.C.? Is it Has it been good? Lots of easy material? And I go, it sucks. It's not I fun. said, I hate it. It's not fun. I don't want to talk about the merits of Terry Bateman, some unknown executive that's been brought back in to be Dan Snyder's Mr. Wolf from Pulp Fiction to clean up the fucking dead bodies in the backseat of his car. Nobody cares about that. I want to talk about is Chase Young going to be awesome or super awesome? Is Dwayne Haskins going to be a pro bowler this year? This stuff, normal football fans and teams get to talk about. Well, and that's why I listen to your Milwaukee show because (laughs) when there's sports going on, it's none it's of the fun. drama. It's, you're actually yeah. talking about winning. I know. You know, you, you've got they've got three teams there that are good. Yeah. That you're talking about. Well, what can we do to get over the edge? And should we? You know, there's actually hope. Yeah. And this guy Rivera. I mean, this guy Bateman. He's a nice guy. I had pleasant dealings with him, but he's otherwise he's just a silver-haired executive who's just a guy willing to take Dan's money. You know, of all of Dan's yeah. henchmen, he's not a henchman. He's not slimy. He's ethical. He's he's pleasant. But the last time I talked to him, he was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to retirement because he's like 65 and his daughters are getting married and shit like that. And now he's back to clean up this mess. It just shows you Dan has no ability to attract any more top flight guys, period. So why would you? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the bubble. Your brother. Chris Broussard. Mark Broussard. I'm sorry, Mark Broussard. <laughs> You're the Chris Broussard who's not the Chris Broussard of Fox Sports and formerly ESPN NBA fame. But Mark Broussard is the head of PR 
for the entire association. He's the senior director. Okay. So he's not the head. How, first of all, how's his quarantine going at Camp I, Disney? Camp Disney. Are you allowed he to talk to him? <laughs> it's part of the quarantine. Yeah, I mean, he's he's actually busier than normal. Okay. Uh, after the first, well, even the first few days, it was he said constant. I mean, he got, he's so he he landed in Florida, was in one hotel for a few days, got the COVID test, and then they were put into a different hotel for a seven day isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, so which, he's doing fine. Yeah, and he's you know the interesting thing he says it's like an AAU tournament. He you says know. the players are having fun. They're enjoying themselves. It looks like there's no drama yet in the bubble. No, and and it seems like a lot of them are doing stuff. Like, you know, I saw a lot of videos, a couple of guys with, I guess it was a golf swing. There was a club in their hands and there was a ball, <laughs> but the chances of them hitting it. But, you know, I mean, he says it's a very, you know, collegial environment. I'm sure a lot of these guys are like, well, there's no one around hanging around, you know, draining their bank accounts. True. Um, so they're sitting there in a nice location i mean the cool thing he was talking about he told me about was the the mickey he calls it the mickey mouse watch okay this is the so uh, personal health device that all yeah. the players are wearing do they have to yeah every everybody has to have one Ooh. media everyone has Ooh. one okay so it constantly checks your temperature and vitals and all of that checks your proximity to other people but it's also your passcode for everything it's your meal card it's you know, it's everything. They scan that thing wow. to go in for food. They know when you ate, and it gives you access to all the different Is it an gyms. Apple Watch, or is it proprietary? Is it like a unique device that somebody has invented? He didn't tell me that. I didn't uh, ask. I don't know. secret. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's take, It's like TikTok. It's sending all the data back to China, I'm sure. You know. Uh, well, certainly <laughs> the league is the data. They know where yeah. you are. They probably know. Do you have to take it off? Can you take it off a night to sleep? Uh, I don't know, but I know you have to have it. You can't Imagine, go anywhere outside of the, out of Well, your, if you take it off and it's not moving, they would say, he's dead. <laughs> no, they'd say violation. They would assume that you've ditched it and you've sprung free and you're out fishing right. or golfing or right. trying to meet some side it's piece like the at the bracelet. edge of the bubble. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so they would know how much you sleep every night. And while it's convenient now, man, it would scare the shit out of me if I was an NBA player. I don't want them knowing what It'd I'm be... doing, where I'm going, how much I'm sleeping, how much uh, cush I'm blazing up. Mm-hmm. How fast? Well, we don't get into that. <laughs> how, how much? How many? How many uh, nachos I'm eating? Yeah, <laughs> For I mean, me, it would be, be all junk food. It's going to be an interesting thing if that data does get compiled because you start wondering, like, do they really need a load maintenance day? Well, according to your data, LeBron, it's showing that you only put out 75% effort in that last game. So, <laughs> Well, they're already tra- – yeah. Yeah. They're already tracking that sort of stuff in terms of activity rate, they, mm-hmm. I think they call it, with the yeah. cameras in the arenas in the sky. Yeah. And distance traveled when you're out there on the court, like amount of distance traveled per minute of game time. That shows you relative hustle. You can't give fake hustle that the coach can be like, all right, good job, 12. You're out there moving around. Yeah, you did for a couple of plays. Working up a big sweat there. (laughs) Right. But the data says you're fucking loafing on every play. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, The NHL, you want to talk some hockey? Yeah, I'm excited for it. I am too, and God bless the NHL. I said this about them as a sport. They're like like our, our perfect child. They don't complain. They're on time. 
You've heard no drama from the players about anything. They're not bellyaching on Twitter about, I've got a pregnant wife. I'm concerned about the Rona. You know, it's just, okay, hey, boys. Let's play hockey. hockey. Right. Let's go play hockey. Yeah, let's go play hockey. And it was cool to see the first five-on-five footage, even if it was cell phone footage through a net of the Caps. Yeah, from Tarek, yeah. I'm like, yes, yes. finally, the long road to five and, on five. Yeah, and they're miking up. There was a video of mic'd up uh, TJ Oshie out there. You know, I mean, I'm, it's going to be interesting. You know, is it a, is it a, you know, it's like, oh, should their name be on the Stanley Cup? I don't fucking care. You know, to me, that's not the Is the that a debate hockey. in hockey circles? Yeah, because it's going to be a little bit of a weird Mix. I mean, the way you know the way they're doing it, right? They're taking the they're taking the top eight teams, breaking them into two, right? On each, you know, Western Eastern Conference, they're doing a round robin to figure out placement, and then the bottom twelve teams or eight teams, so there's twelve from each division, are going to play a five game playoff right off the bat. So and Pittsburgh then and feed. Montreal, and then after the first round, then the they will feed into against the top four. Will then get ranked based on that round-robin tournament right. into a full seven-game. Okay, hold on a second. I've already lost the plot. I'm going to need to – seriously <laughs> – You need a map. No, I, I've got to write this down because I'm a visual learner and I can't think of things. So in each conference, the top four teams are guaranteed to make the playoffs currently when the season stopped in terms of points, yeah, right? Yeah, essentially, The yeah. bottom four of the top eight when the season stopped are not guaranteed – in the playoffs, that they are going to have to scrum with an additional four teams, nine through 12, Mm -hmm. to get into the traditional eight in the east, eight in the west, 16? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And And our capitals are in the top four. They're in the top four. So the Caps, Philly, Boston, and Tampa Bay. And while the bottom four are playing the – Next bottom four, nine through 12, to get in. The top four are going to be playing exhibition, not exhibition. No, it's a, it's a round robin, but it, it will count towards who gets the number one seed. Oh, I got it. Into the playoffs. So it's almost so like they'll, the bottom so the teams top are playing. Four, the top four are playing a round robin amongst their own four in each conference to determine who's one, two, three, and four. Correct. And part of me thinks, well, is that going to be really great hockey? On the flip side, I, you know, I don't know. It's hockey. I don't know too many hockey players that can ever half play a game. No. The puck drops. You go get it. The sweat starts below. I mean, it's there's a guy there. Ovechkin's going to blow him up. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to rip a, I mean, maybe he won't skate as hard. But, you know, I mean, his slap shot's still going to be 130 miles an hour from the from right. the office over there on the left. So, I mean, it usually, you know, you might go out there thinking, yeah, we're not going to be putting out full effort. But then as soon as some guy gets laid out into the boards, oh, it's yeah. game on. And Oh, yeah. No, because you're, you're not going to want to look stupid. And someone is going to be giving full effort, and that's all it takes is one guy. I don't yeah. see a lot of three-on-one sort of uh, fire wagon hockey, as they call it, yeah. Horsing around, not giving a shit. I, I, I would be. I, there will be a little bit of it, maybe in that first round robin. Mm-hmm. But I think the reality of where that's going to end up, and it's going to be an absolute onslaught. I mean, that first week of August, it'd be the same thing in the NBA. I was looking through the schedule. I mean, the amount of hockey that's going to be on 
oh, it's going to be mainlining. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be crazy it's and just, just nonstop it's, games all in one place. But empty, though. That's what sucks. Will it suck with no fans? I mean, so much of what the Stanley makes the Stanley Cup awesome is the incredible fever pitch of the buildings. Yeah. That's going to be weird. That's going to suck. But yeah. Hey, but, hey, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still hockey. It's, it's, uh, it's better than watching Korean baseball. Yes, uh, exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly right. Um, you say that the cup will be lifted in Canada for the first time since 1993. Yep. That's a 27-year drought. It may not be a Canadian Maybe. team that wins it, <laughs> but at least it'll be lifted on Canadian soil. soil. How much does it just piss off the Canadians that it's been that long since one of their teams has won it? But the the few Canadians that I know down here, it's big. Angst. It's 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 it's. I think it's. I mean, you got to multiply how bad it was when the USA lost the gold medal game in in um, in basketball. Right. Even and though multiply it by a hundred times, but at this point, I mean, it's just a band aid. There. I mean, it's yeah. just it's been so long. But the, all those teams are so have been so mismanaged. Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa. Vancouver, Edmonton, and Edmonton. That's six six teams mm-hmm. still. Not Win- Winnipeg, Did Winnipeg. Uh, I think I missed them. Is it no. six or seven up there? The original six is not the original six in Canada. Well, the original right. six included American teams as well. Yeah. So Boston. And, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, th- don't Canadians know that their <laughs> Canadian lads are coming south to the border to Nashville? Yeah. And Florida. And right. so it's, it's not like we're staffing all of our American teams only with Americans. <laughs> and I you guys are a, only doing Canadian. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit of a sore spot that they can't put a Canadian team yeah. on the ice that's actually got. I mean, and why do all the Canadian teams suck in the NHL? You say mismanagement. Well, Bad Ottawa's ownership? just been horrific. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Managed. Um, it's got to be bad ownership. I mean, I've read some about Ottawa's manage or ownership, and it's you know, when you have bad owners, you're going to be bad. And I don't know if they also put in. I don't. I, you know, I I don't know if they put in general managers that really deserve to be in those positions as much as oh well, he played. He's an, you know, right. He's, he's a, a legend. legend. Yeah. Is he going to do the work? Right. Is he going to do the work? And is the right guy? Yeah. You know. Is he? Is you know? I mean, who's I, your favorite Canadian team? I think I'm a Toronto guy because the uniforms are so iconic. Oh, they're gorgeous. So simple, you know. And I know how much they f- go crazy for hockey in Toronto, and they've been bad for a long time. So they're finally good now, right? And I've 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 never I've been told that if you go to a game in Toronto, it's 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 like going to Augusta for golf. It's just you well, know Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's um, the thing for next spring. Hopefully, as the world is up and running with Dr. Fauci's good time vaccine that tastes like grape cherry is available for all of us so we can get back to life. Take this van right here. Yeah. All across the fruited plain north to the border and go to one Stanley Cup playoff game after another as a drop-in tourist. Yeah. And we just root for the home team everywhere we go. Because why would we go somewhere and not root for the home team? Don't cringe at me like that. Uh, there's a couple home teams I don't think I could root for. In Canada? Okay, well, Canada, in, in yeah, the U.S. In Couldn't the US. root for Pittsburgh. Fuck no. No, no fucking <laughs> Rangers, that's for sure. No. Flyers, no. No. Bruins? Mm, I could root for the Bruins. I, I was born in Boston. I could root for the Bruins. They're, yeah. As long as, uh, um, what's his name? The oh, rat. Andrew Marchand? Yeah, as long as he's not, not on Andrew the ice. Marchand. 
Yeah, uh, Marshawns. But not Andrew. Andrew yeah. is the guy that writes for Brad, the post. Brad. Brad. Brad Marshall, yeah, the guy yeah. that licks people. Yeah, the liquor, the liquor, and the and and he, and he goes for their guys' liquor. knees. I mean, he's just. Yeah. People get on Tom Wilson, but oh. how great would that be taking this rig, and then we could interview the super fans, you know, that are in each city. Oh, tailgating, tailgate with this thing, city to city. Now there's a plan. Quit all my jobs, clear some space out. Well, but as quit. the Zabe cast, quit the job. Well, not quit. Just <laughs> tell them I'll be in Winnipeg. We just need another 15,000 subscribers. <laughs> That's right. Another. <laughs> you mean in addition to the 206 we have now? Seven. <laughs> Don't tell numbers. <laughs> All right. Well, CB, let's go have lunch. This is yep. a good chat. Uh, do you like the air conditioning? The air conditioning is glorious. It's isn't 119 it? degrees outside, no. so it's and it's good in here. Imagine being in this oven on wheels for ten and a half hours with two daughters coming up from Hilton Head. <laughs> no AC, not fun. All right, good time. I I honestly, I say this not pandering to the guy who's my business partner and does all the behind the scenes things. I think Chris is really good. I think he is conversational. He's funny, and he knows his sports. And he got hooked up with me because he's been a listener. So there's that. But anyway, if you want a little bit more of Mr. Broussard, the man behind the curtain, the wizard behind the curtain, then uh, we'll bring him in. Loves hockey. His kids play hockey. And uh, so he's big into the Stanley Cup, which I am as well. And I look forward to that in just a couple of weeks. Quick Rona time. My wife says to me tonight as I get done with my 6 o'clock show, and I go out into the kitchen. She goes, not good. I go, what? She goes, the school year is imploding. I said, which one? Christopher Newport or Loudoun County? She goes, Loudoun County. I go, what? She's like, they're backtracking now. I said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. She's not. Fairfax County, right next door to us, the county I grew up in in Virginia, decided on Tuesday... Distance learning until January because it'll be safe in January. Never mind the fact it's fucking safe now for kids. It's ridiculous. So Loudoun County had this Fakakta plan of three different things and part in school, part not, bing, bang, boom. Now they're backtracking. This is a catastrophic embarrassment of the entire public school system. Shame on all of your houses, anyone associated with it. Not not everyone, because I'm sure there's some teachers and administrators that desperately want to go back and like, look, the science backs it. We're being too cautious. These kids are going to suffer. We got to do this. But they're not enough to carry the day, obviously. All the pieces of evidence, even the media, the piece on NBC where all the doctors like, I'd send my kids back in the fall. Petitions being signed by thousands of doctors who say, send kids to school. Schools being open in Europe, study after study. Nope. Not here. Not here in Ascardica, which is what America has become, Ascardica. It's just insane. And the carnage is going to be unbelievable. These teachers... And these schools won't do any fucking better with what they did in the spring. And every parent knows the spring was a shit show. Don't pretend like, well, we've had more time to figure things out. We'll have better. No, you're not. 40% of the kids ain't fucking logging on. 
You know that. And at least 50% of the teachers ain't going to give it their full effort either. It's just a disaster. These teachers, by and large, and I don't mean all of them because you know what? My mom's a school teacher. I don't know how she would feel in this day and age as a school teacher. I don't want to ask her. I don't want to get into it. She listened to this podcast. But, um, you know, she understands. She loved her kids. Was a great teacher. My sister-in-law is a teacher. My wife is now working in the school system as a part-time administrator to help families, bilingual, not bilingual families, but Spanish-speaking families only that need help navigating the system. She's the one that tries to help get them the things they need. They're going to get hammered by this the worst. Two-parent families, cushy income, nice teleworking job. I'm the manager of accounts receivable. Oh, good, good. Uh, no school. That's okay. The kids will be logging on, and I'll be making my nice, comfortable hundred and fifty grand uh, here for my computer. They'll be fine. It's the poor kids who are going to get it. Nobody seems to care. I just had to register my thoughts on that. That's all. Cuomo on Tuesday said that if you eat or that if you go to a outdoor dining establishment, you can't just drink. You have to eat food. (laughs) Colorado imposed a 10 p.m. curfew on bars. So I gathered by this the science, because remember, we're following the science, found out that coronavirus won't attack you if you're eating food. But if you're drinking only, it's like, attack, attack. And coronavirus also likes to go to bed by 10 o'clock. Or no, coronavirus is nocturnal. Excuse me. Coronavirus sleeps in and they don't really get out to the bars until 10 o'clock. I don't, how do these politicians make these rules and look in the mirror and go, yeah, yeah, it's good. I think we're nailing it. We're doing good. All right. And then there's one story that was great. We talked about it on the morning show, 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee. I highly recommend you listen to that on the iHeart app. If you're not in Milwaukee as a regular listener, thank you for that. KFC is working with a Russian firm to 3D print chicken meat. Yeah, you heard me. 3D printing chicken meat. You know, it's going to come to this eventually. I mean, eventually, eventually, we're going to 3D print working organs. And then life is going to get crazy. That might be 50 years. Or maybe 20. Or maybe who knows. But we'll start with a chicken sandwich. And maybe a 3D printed chicken sandwich. A 3D Russian KFC chicken sandwich. Well, it's the best chicken. You look at taste the difference. I've got to work on my Russian accent. It's very sloppy. You do all the Russian yards. I got about 30% of it. I need to get the rest. Anyhow, we'll see. Maybe the 3D printed chicken will be cheaper. The real chicken sandwich will be a little bit more, a surcharge. We'll see. That'll be a wrap. Thanks for downloading. Keep your head up amongst the madness. If you like this piece of daily content, tell a friend. If you can't get enough of me, five days a week is the way to go. Become a subscriber. Five bucks a month helps out the cause, and I really, really appreciate it. You get 12 months for the price of 11. One payment washes down the old credit card river, and you don't think twice about it. 
and nobody knows the difference. Quality content always worth paying a fair price for, and I'm glad that you do. Rate and review as always, Soar. Algorithmic overlords bless us. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you tomorrow.